Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with a purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the successful life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your time to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am the sales CEO. So today, I'm going to do another solo podcast because, quite frankly, I'm getting a lot of uh, positive feedback from it. I guess people are enjoying the conversations that I am having by myself. So what I'm going to talk to you about today is, you know, when you're talking about, you know, as you guys know, I'm uh, a sales consultant slash sales coach, whatever you want to call it. Um, But at the end of the day, I come in and I feel holes that... Uh, in companies, right? I, I feel the holes in the boat. So, um, or, I, or I help sales teams get, get to the next level. How do I do that? Well, you have to do that through training, right? You can't come in as a consultant for a day and train a company or train a team and expect for everything that you say to stick. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, without repetition, these things are not going to stick. Um, and so uh, companies will pay these high dollar people to come in and, you know, $25,000, $50,000 and they're there for like three, four hours and then they leave and there's no follow up. There's nothing. Right. And it's really cool to be able to meet the whoever it is and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, if your company's trying to grow, if you're struggling right now and you're trying to create momentum in your company, the way you're going to do the way you're going to want to do that is through having somebody come in and continually train your guys on the same stuff. Here's an example. You know, I have a company that I work with that, you know, they've got about 17 guys and it's a trade company. And this is the deal, dude. Like, you know, the way things are, were going when I got there was, you know, they would train each day on something different, right? And so it would be maybe on objections one day, and then maybe it would be on uh, questions about their financing process or financing options or how to sell financing. Or maybe it's that they train on how to 
you know, make sure that we are uh, coming in and making sure that we're following the COVID protocol or making sure that we're following the protocol period, right? So my point here is this, is this may sound really redundant because it is. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not fun necessarily training on the same stuff over and over. And it seems like it's very repetitive, right? And, but, but the problem is, or not the problem, but it's like the gym, right? You go into the gym and you work out, you don't walk out and you're like, damn dude, I am jacked right after the first time or the 10th time even. But after six months, now you can see the difference in your progress because you've been doing it consistently each day for six months, right? And it's the same thing with sales training. It's the same thing with any kind of training. If you want to get really good at something, you have to do it over and over. And you have to practice. You have to role play. You have to put yourself in that position. And and for this situation, like I put these guys in a position where they have to role play. They have to have, you know, real time conversations within the sales meeting. Why? Because, you know, having people in the meeting interacting, right? One, that builds team morale. Two, it makes people feel important, makes them feel significant. Significance is one of the six human needs. Um, you know, and so there's a level of, you know, most salespeople have sort of an ego, right? Well, these, this particular company, you know, a lot of the guys that are selling that are techs that, that sell the jobs are not really sales people, right? They're, they're, they're technicians in this trade field, right? And so the way they view sales, there's this massive negative connotation to that. And so what I've had to do is get that, have them divorce that thought of, of, you know, I'm not a salesperson or I don't feel like I need to sell this person on fixing X, Y, and Z when they only need A, B, and C. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Like if you don't get the customer to fix A, B, and C and X, Y, and Z, then guess what? In three months, you're going to be right back at that house fixing the other three pieces, the X, Y, and Z. So, um, in, 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 at the end of the day, that's an inconvenience for the customer. Now they may not see that right then. So it's your job as in this situation, the technician to go in and paint the picture of, listen, here's an example, right? They're, they've got, evidently they have COVID cases popping up all over the state where they are. Um, you know, I think that's bizarre, but you know, it, it is what it is. And, and at the end of the day, you know what? I mean, it, this gentleman I work with, he's got to do this for his business because that's what the state requires. And, you know, he's in a service-based business. So if you're going into people's houses, you have to make them feel comfortable with you coming in. If you're in a state where COVID-19 is uh, quote unquote running rapid, rampant, not rapid. Um, so, all right. So back to the training, like you have to, well, before I go back into the, the repetitive portion of it is, you know, you also have to be, you know, when you're talking about like the COVID protocols and, and, and even the protocols are going into a house, even if COVID wasn't here, right. You have to be able to follow a process, right. You have to have your guys in this situation, follow a process when they get to the house 
And so, you know, and it's, it's, it's sort of like habit stacking, right? If you go in, you know, once you get to the house, you do A, then you do B, then you talk to the customer, explain to them about A and B, and then you go to C, D, and then you explain to the customer about C and D. And then if you get to E and F, then you explain to the customer about E and F. And then, but you go through the protocol. So a lot of salespeople don't want to follow, if you work for somebody else, you don't want to the salespeople don't want to follow that person's, the, the owner's process because, well, the salesperson inadvertently knows, thinks they know more than the owner. And, and I don't know that they do this consciously, but salespeople typically are, are somewhat egotistical and somewhat, um, you know, they think they know everything, right? And so, and, and here's why I say that, right? So if you're, if you've, ever, if you've ever bought anything from anybody that has to give you a pitch, you know, they're trying to get you to a, to a yes. Oh, get six yeses in the conversation. Go for the yes. Try to get the yes. Well, not really, dude. Don't do it that way because everybody does it that way. And if you do it that way, you're just like every other jackass they talk to. So let me ask you, you know, do you want to be like every other jackass they talk to? I don't. I want to be different because I want them to buy my product or service in any industry that I'm in, right? doesn't matter. I've been in sales for 25 years, and, and, and no matter what line of sales I've been in, I've always wanted to be, you know, the number one dude. And most of the time, I am. And that comes with assuming a role. That comes with stepping in and, and, and learning and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. And I got to tell you, uh, you know, when I, I was a trainer for over a decade in, in the fitness industry, and Here's the thing, man. Like, I worked for a dude, and I hated his guts. And I hated his guts because he was he was direct. He would put you on the spot. He'd make you look stupid, literally make you feel stupid in front of everybody. We'd role play, and he would be the always be the the customer, and he would just roll right over you. And here's the thing: like, I always thought, man, he's such a dick. You know, he's such you're so egotistical. Just wants to make everybody feel stupid, but really, no, he's putting you in a position that when you're faced with that situation in your current position, me, it was, I was the headmaster trainer, you know, he put me in a position to be able to answer those questions whenever presented by a customer or a client, you know, and so without him doing that, I would have never been put in those uncomfortable situations. And like I said, most people hate it. You know, I hated it. I hated role playing in front of everybody because I thought he knew more than I did. And he was just more assertive in a better uh, direct sales dude, uh, really. And, and did he know more about the fitness industry? Yeah, he sure did. Um, but his approach sucked, I thought. Um, I thought it could be better. But, but now looking back, you know, that dude taught me more probably than anybody other than my best friend, Nick Jones, he had taught me, he probably taught me more about sales than anything. You know, you have to assume you're going to get the sale. You have to do the preparation before you meet with your customer or client. Here's an example. And you may think this, you, you're listening to this. So I, you, you may think, well, damn, Cordy, that's, that's pretty shady what you're getting ready to say, but I don't really give a shit what you think. I was still number one for the entire time I was there, except for uh, except for one one month, maybe two months tops. Literally, I can remember one month, but it, but just to give myself a little bit more leeway, two months. 
So, um, this episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. So, you know, here's the thing. Like, I had to work really hard at learning how to be the best. And and at the end of the day, I sort of lost my train of thought there. At the end of the day, you know, me being in the the fitness space, I I used to, um, you know, I would close more people than oh, I know where I was going with that. I would close close more people because I do the research on them, right? So you said, like, well, how the hell do you do the research? I'll show you. I'll tell you. Um, so. I would, if somebody, if I got, if, 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 let's just take my boss, right? He would give, he would hand, he would hand me valuable people because he knew I would handle that valuable person just like him because how he trained me one-on-one, meaning he made sure that I did everything right from the get-go. And so, so it was, it was really cool that he did that. It was uncomfortable what he did. So Here's my, here was my process, right? Here was my sales process when I was at the gym. I would get a lead, quote, unquote, right? And what I would do is I would go look up that information on that lead. I would go look up where they live. I would go look up how much their house cost. And then I would dig around online to see what I could find about them, right? See what their job title was. See what their position was. See if they're a company, a business owner. See if they're a CEO, a CFO, whatever the case may be. So I could then better curtail what I'm going to pitch them when they come in, right? And so here's the other thing. I would always pay attention to what they drive when they come in because that's also telling. So if I see somebody that got a $750,000 house, they'd roll in in a, you know, a Mercedes, whatever, and, you know, and, and they have all new gym clothes on. But that tells me, one, they have money, two, or most likely they have money, two, they probably have never been to a gym because they've got all brand new gym clothes on. So that tells me they're green, right? Tells me they've never really worked out. So that also tells me that they're not familiar with the personal training selling, so to speak process and how it works and what to expect. So, you know, I'm going to hit them with a pretty big number at the end of this whole thing, at the end of the sales presentation. And I have to be able to paint the picture to where they can see themselves getting better in three, four, five, six months, ever what we're pitching, whatever we're decided on doing. And, and at the end of the process, if I've painted that picture and I've helped that customer understand the importance of what it is I'm going to provide and to show him the results of how the training is go the results he's going to get from the training, then it's a sold deal, right? And so if it's a woman coming in, I'll pay attention to how big her diamond is what kind of jewelry she has on. And what all I'm doing here is it's called sensory acuity, right? You pay attention to social cues. You pay attention to, you know, facial expressions, body language, um, tonality. You pay attention to those external things, jewelry, 
car, house, all those things. You and all those things help you to build your case, right? It helps you to build that custom plan that's going to get them the results. Now, you may think, well, that's really underhanded that you go research these people. Not really, because what I'm selling them is a result of getting in better shape, feeling better, losing weight, getting bigger, getting smaller, whatever it is. And if I don't paint the picture of the results, there's a good chance that I'm not going to close that person. And what that what does that do? All right, so I lose the client. I don't really lose the client because I never had them, but I don't get to train this client. That means I, I essentially have cost myself money in the future. But more importantly, and most importantly, is I didn't provide a service for this person by doing the initial sale so I could train them to get the results that they've been looking for or that, that they want coming into the gym. So, you know, it's not doing, you're doing yourself and them a disservice. And that goes with any product or service. If you're going into, let's go back to the trade, right? If this guy goes in and he's going to sell a, um, a water softener kit, that's $7,500, right? Well, the, employee maybe only makes $45,000 a year. Now, I'm just throwing numbers out. I don't know if these are exact, but um, in the employee makes $45,000 a year. Well, here's the issue. The employee has a hard time identifying with spending $7,500 on a water softener kit because that's a fourth almost of his income every year. So there's some incongruency there, right? So you want to make sure if you're in sales, you're selling something that you would buy. Right, you want to sell something that you believe in, and you want to sell something that you think is going to give someone the results that they want. And at the end of the day, that's what sales is it's really just problem solving, it's really getting down to why that person's there, why they need your service, why they need your product, why they're talking to you, why they, why they chose you. You know, finding out these things will help you to better create a, you know, a, a process for these, for your, for your customer or client, right? It's like if somebody, if you're a car dealership, right? Somebody comes in for a car and they roll up in a minivan and you try to sell them a, a, a fucking, um, you know, a Mazda Miata, brand new two-seater Mazda Miata, then you've missed the boat. You've missed the idea because they rolled up in a minivan. That's when she opened the door, there's Cheetos falling out because she's got 13 kids. So, and you're trying to sell her a two, two-seater Mazda Miata. I don't even know if they make those anymore, but whatever. You get the point. If you're my age, you know what that is. Um, so, you know, you got to really pay attention to what it is your customer or client needs, what they want, right? And sometimes what they need and what they want is two different things. Maybe they want that Mazda Miata, and maybe they're super excited about it, but they don't need that, that car right? They need a minivan. They need something that's going to carry 13 kids, not a two seater. So if you're the sales rep and you're pitching them on buying a damn two seater, if they've got 13 kids, you're going to screw yourself, right? It's like if you're a real estate agent and you go into a house and the person says, look, I'm looking for bigger rooms. Well, you and I both know that you're not going to be able to create bigger rooms in that house. So, is that really the problem? No. So you say, hey, customer, listen, I know you're looking for bigger rooms, right? And and this is a great house. But listen, um, you're going to, yeah, 
you know, if I could, if I could come in $10,000 below your budget, do you think, you think you, you think you buy this house today? Well, you know, uh, it'd be great if the rooms were bigger, but, um, you know, $10,000 under budget. I mean, you know, that's a pretty big deal. I might be able to do that. Well, sir, if you, if I can get you the $10,000 below the listed value of the house, would you make a, would you make the decision today? Would you be happy moving into this house? Well, yeah. I mean, if you could do that. Okay. So, so let's, uh, so really, if you, if you listen to what I just did, it really wasn't about the, the rooms. It wasn't about bigger rooms. It wasn't about that house. It was about the price. It was about how much he could save or how much he didn't have to spend or how much money he, at the end of the day, it came down to price, right? And that's not, doesn't mean that for everybody because at the end of the day, if you really needed bigger rooms for a, for a valid reason, then he would say, no, I don't, I don't care what the price is. You could give me the house and it wouldn't suit my needs, right? But most of the time people are going to tell you you know, they're going to give you three, three reasons why they can't buy today. And it's never the first one ever. It's usually not the second one. Usually it's the third reason. And it's your job as the salesperson to uncover that, to uncover the pain, uncover why they're moving, uncover why they're buying the car, uncover why they're coming to train, uncover the pain. You have to understand their why behind why they're coming in and the reason the why is they're in too much pain in an area of their life. Maybe they're fat. Maybe they're, maybe they're skinny and they can't gain muscle no matter what. And I've had both, right? I mean, and, and guess what? From that person's standpoint, they're both equally as frustrating, right? Period. If you're skinny and you can't gain weight and you've been called a toothpick all your life, it's no different than being called a fat ass all your life. It's zero difference. Now, Society will tell you it's different, but it's not. You're still telling that you're still you're still labeling that person as something that they're not, and you're creating them. You're creating a self conscious thought in their head. Anyway, I got I digress. So, so the point here is this: is you you know in sales you have to be aware. Awareness is so so important, and you have to be a good person. You have to be able to do the right thing. You have to provide the product or service for the customer because you know it's going to enhance their life, not because it's going to pad your pocket. Because I can tell you right now from my own experience, if you're going out for just money, dude, I promise you, you may make some. I've made plenty. But at the end of the day, was I ever happy? No. Am I happier now that I'm able to provide a, 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 you know, a service that will you know, give my customers the results that they're looking for? Yeah, it makes me super happy. You know, I mean, I, I think we would all agree that at the end of the day, if you're in sales, you're doing it, yes, for your paycheck, but you're also doing it to enhance people's lives, to make them better, to make them easier, not to make them harder, not to make things more difficult, not to cost them, you know, not, not to get them in a vehicle that cost them $900 a month when they were at five before, right? I mean, you have to use common sense. Because guess what, dude? You know, you're not going to build very many referral partners by screwing people over. In fact, you're not going to build any referral. You're going to build referral partners that say, don't, don't, don't do business with that dude because he's a shady bitch or he's a shady dude or he, he's going to fucking tack on another $15,000 to the price at the end of the day. I mean, at the end of the sale. So you have to, you know, you want to make sure that 
that when you're doing, you know, when you're doing your sales process, when you're, when you're walking your customer or client through the process to show them the results that you do it with integrity, with authenticity. Right. And, and what I mean, you know, by that too, is, uh, you know, you should be honest. You know, how many times, let me just ask you sitting in your car, wherever you are listening to this, how many times have you dealt with an honest salesperson? All right. What I mean by that is, well, sir, uh, here, I'm just going to give you an example, sir. Um, you know, why should I buy from you? Maybe you shouldn't. Can you imagine if a salesperson said that to you? Fuck no, you can't because salespeople would never say that because they're not honest. But that's the truth. You can't tell me that, you know, if you hire me as a trainer or you come and buy a car from me or you come and, uh, you know, you come and buy a house from me or anybody else, whoever. I don't sell houses, cars or training, but, or, or personal training, I should say. Um, but what you're doing is you want to make sure that you're, you're, you're solving a problem for the customer. You want to make sure that they walk away with a good feeling. You want to make sure that if you say to that person, Hey, uh, Mr. Smith, I need, if you would, you know, if you enjoyed your service today, I would love your feedback on a Google review. You want to feel confident when you ask that question that you're going to get that result, that you're going to get the Google review, right? And the only way you're going to do that is you go over and above and above beyond. You have to do things that other salespeople want. And you got to be honest because and back to the, the previous point, like you're just not going to run into a salesperson that's just going to say, you know, maybe you shouldn't buy from me. You know, you've known Johnny for 20 years. Why should, why are you, I mean, you've already got a relationship with him. Why are you buying from me? Can you imagine a salesperson saying that? Maybe you shouldn't buy from me, right? I mean, you know, maybe I'm not your guy. And, 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 and here's, here's one more quick little sales tip. Like, you know, if you say, you can say to somebody, hey, um, you know, I'm sure this is not, I'm sure this wouldn't be of interest to you, but, you know, I've got a sale going on with, you know, XYZ product or service, but, um, but again, I'm sure that doesn't have, you don't, you know, you don't have no, you have no interest in that, right? And, and what that does is it takes the, it takes control away from the customer or client, right? It gives you, the salesperson, the control back. Because when you, you know, when you, when somebody feels like you're taking something from them, they want it back. They want it back or they want it worse. I'm going to say better. They want it worse than they wanted it before because you're now trying to take it from them, right? Nobody likes anything taken from them. Anyway, so I'm going to wrap up with that. Um, listen, sales CEO is my brain. You can find me saleceo.co. Um, also, you'll find this on Successful Life Podcast. And you can find that on Apple or, or Google Play or, or Spotify or all the other million places that it's posted. Um, and listen, if there's something you want to hear about, if, you, if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you've enjoyed the tips that I've given you, go apply them. You know what? That's all I ask. Go apply these tips. Try them out. But don't expect to be able to roll some of these things off your tongue if you've never used them before. Like it's seamless, like I did, right? You, you, because I've practiced over and over and over millions and millions of times. That's how I know what to say, when to say it. It's almost, un well, to be honest, it's unconscious at this point. You know, sometimes people say, well, 
you know, tell me about sales. What do you want to know about it? Because there's so many different facets to sales. It's not even funny, but people are looking for that one call closed, that magic name, that magic word, that magic sentence, that magic rebuttal. They don't sound a magic one because everybody's different. Everybody's different. And you may have that quote unquote magic rebuttal and it doesn't apply to your customer. So that rebuttal really is pointless. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you listening. I thank you so much for uh, following the podcast. Thank you so much for following me. You can follow me at Corey Barrier. And, uh, and listen, if you do have a sales team that they're struggling, if, if there's some areas in your sales process that need to be fixed, if your company culture's not doing well or you don't have a co- company culture, you know, all these things are what I do. That's what I do when I come in and work with sales teams or salespeople. Or, you know, I also help people with their sales process, help them get it on paper. And that's super important because if you don't have a process, then you're always going to be in reaction mode, right? Reactive mode. You're going to be in the, the you know, the firefighting stage, right? Here's a quick example. Training like this, right? Sales training is just like this. If you have a child, right, this is going to hit home for you. So there was a girl that got raped and beaten up and essentially thrown off a building in New York, right? And they found marks under her fingernails, right? Skin marks where she was fighting to, to, to try to save herself. And, you know, if you've got kids, think about this. If it's your daughter, do you want her to have self-defense training before that kind of situation happens? Or do you want her to try to figure out self-defense training when, when the situation arises? I know me, man. I've got a daughter. I'd rather her to be trained and be able to defend herself in that situation in that way she would live, right? Salespeople lots of times just go at it with no, no fucking plan. You can't do that. You can't go into a situation with no plan, but that also you can't premeditate everything in the conversation either because that's not going to work. So sales is, is you know, and I'll say this boastfully, but sales is a gift that not everybody has, but you can learn, right? I mean, I've gotten really good in sales because I've learned I've, 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 do, I've gone through books, Jesus Christ, books, courses. Um, I've role played, I've practiced and, and I've had some success in sales and, you know, success is, you know, a win. Well, you know, I tell you what, man, when I first started coaching, you know, my big, my first win, it made me believe in myself, right? And sometimes you just need that win. You need that W. Those L's start to pile up and they suck. So anyway, if you know anybody that needs my product or service, or not product, but if you know anybody that needs sales training, sales process work, um, if you are trying to get better in sales personally, right? I work with people one-on-one as well. And so I'm happy to talk to you, salesceo.co. My website's starting to come together, I believe, but it's not completely there yet. But you guys are about to see, you're going to see some really cool stuff coming up here pretty soon for myself and um, my consulting and all that good stuff. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening and appreciate you. Have a great day. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast.
We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.